Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Game Raiders podcast. This is our news dump, not so weekly, uh, due yeah. to um, our state freezing. Yeah, uh, we lost uh, power for like a whole week, so we weren't able to do anything, which is really fun. Yeah, it was great. Good times. <laughs> uh, you guys couldn't see it before, but... Um, I was like, I was like looking at Sergio over the over the video chat, and I was like, "Are, are you gonna go? Or am I gonna go? Who's taking the first one on this one?" <laughs> so I think we can just start knocking them out. I can start with the first turn. We can just go back and yeah, forth. Yeah, this will cover the last two weeks of February, basically. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So uh, I guess the first thing that uh, I started when I started working on this on this news file when it was still like only one week. Uh, so the Stadia version of Terraria uh, was canceled by the uh, like the studio that does it, ReLogic. Uh, they decided to stop working on it because the co-creator Andrew Spinks uh, lost access to all of his Google accounts. That's like Google Play, Google Drive, YouTube, Gmail, you name it. Um, and he went on Twitter and started basically putting Google on blast uh, because he was, he quote felt he, or he felt he was quote getting the runaround uh, from Google about the entire issue. Uh, the official YouTube Terraria channel was disabled sometime in late January. Mm -hmm. uh, after this all happened, Relogic, the developers of Terraria, uh, went on to further state that they will no longer work with Google on any future games from the studio, uh, but they will not be pulling access from consumers that have already bought Terraria, Terraria on existing Google platforms. Because uh, it is available on Google Play. Okay. So they're not going to be pulling that from anybody who's already bought it, because that, of course, that would be unfair. But yeah, they are pretty uh, miffed, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So it was literally like he just could not log into his account anymore. Yeah, his his all of his access to his accounts was uh like voided essentially. And uh he kept trying to go through the like proper channels, you uh -huh. know, to try and get access to his account reinstated. Uh but they kept just like redirecting him, you know, like the classic like here, talk to my supervisor or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, basically he was getting a lot of that and, uh, he just decided, fuck it. I don't want to work with these guys anymore. <laughs> um, and this is also coming off of, so the last new news dump we talked about, uh, this is coming off of Google closing a couple of their Stadia studios that or not closing their studios, but they were not going to be working on like first party games. Yeah. Right. So Stadia <laughs> dead question mark. I don't yeah. know. Probably next day uh, we'll get a like of, a new update. Stadia yeah. die. <laughs> they're, def they're definitely getting a lot of bad PR right now. I feel like so. Yeah. But anyway, um, so actually after this, a little bit of happy news, I guess. Uh, Ste Steam broke their player record again. Uh, their concurrent. It's the concurrent player record, um, which was actually uh, previously held by them, of course, uh, in January at twenty five point four million players and that was broken by the concurrent player record of 26.4 million players mm -hmm. on steam uh obviously this is probably more mostly because people are staying inside more obviously we're still in quarantine america uh and uh you know there's a lot of like really good 
viral sensations like Among Us and Phasmophobia. Now Valheim is like, you know, taking over Steam. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, there's a lot of reasons to just stay inside and play video games. So, I mean, it, it makes sense that uh, the concurrent play record on Steam keeps getting broken over and over again. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that was a little kind of like interesting little factoid. Um, the next thing that we have, uh, the, so longtime Silent Hill composer, Akira Yam- Yamaoka, I think mm-hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, he had an interview with this, uh, outlet called Al, uh, I think it's Al Hub or AI Hub. It might be AI Hub, I think. Um, he was asked by them about his latest work on the medium, which great. we played. Great and, soundtrack. Yeah, he, great yeah. music great um and he was he was talking about that but then the conversation kind of turned to like some of the future projects he might be working on and reportedly uh yamaoka responded with you'll probably hear something this summer to be announced and i think it's the one you're kind of hoping to hear about and this kind of set the like the silent hill fandom like on fire because they're like oh my God, new Silent Hill game confirmed, it's coming. Like, he wouldn't say this, you know, like... Yeah. um, And, but shortly after this interview went up, it was taken down, or it was requested to be taken down, which uh, uh, AI Hub complied with. Yeah. Um, And a lot of people saw this and started thinking that Konami was the ones behind... Yeah, basically, like, by them asking to to in the to take it down that it's okay obviously it's gonna happen now right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah this was basically like all right even further like confirmation yeah uh konami has come out and they denied any such claims that they were the ones who asked the interview to be respond uh to be rescinded. rescinded yeah but um you know i, I who knows i don't know yeah. it's so uh what i what i read though was that maybe i'm just misremembering but that he asked them to take it down uh yeah i don't remember Yama, if it Yama was Oka. actually I don't remember if it was actually uh, Yamaoka himself or some just somebody else. I I couldn't find a source of the request to have the interview removed. So Um, I I know it's not news, but like the rumor that I'm hearing that I've been reading online, hearing like I have sources. I don't have any sources. No one talks to me. Um, That I was reading is that there are two Silent Hill games in the works. One from Bloober Team, people who made the medium, which the medium Mm -hmm. is pretty much. It's gonna like. Silent Hill. It's definitely got that vibe, yeah. Um, that they're working on a Silent Hill game, and that, and then uh, Konami's working. Like, there's because I heard that, like, I heard again, I heard, I read, yeah, that, that they have they're they're basically reviving Silent Hills, and then they're they're outsourcing a Silent Hill game. Oh, I don't know. They're two, Maybe they're two different. So there's Silent Hills, which was that first person Kojima game, but they're just gonna redo it without Kojima. Mm-hmm. And then there's Silent Hill, which Bloober Team is going to do. Mm. That's what I read. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks because the medium already kind of beat them to it because that has a very, very Silent Hill vibe. <laughs> yeah. That's and, okay. Uh, yeah, I liked it. I'll give it, it like an eight, 8 out of 10. Yeah. The music, though, music's like 10 out of 10. Solid. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, what? oh, yeah, this was huge. So, CD yeah. Projekt Red got hacked uh, this, this not month. 10 out of 10. And uh, it was a it was a targeted cyber attack. Um, 
and yeah did you read what they said to them like i, read I, I the, didn't read like the full note i had, I, saw, I, had I read the note it was pretty much like like we hate you for what you did with cyberpunk you're an evil <laughs> company and you know like this is what you deserve like you got 48 hours and all that stuff mm-hmm. yeah i basically read the like spark noted version of it um <laughs> but uh cd project red announced on twitter that they had been hacked and uh, the hackers apparently had acquired the full source codes for Cyberpunk 2077, The Witcher 3, Gwent, and an unreleased version of Witcher 3, which I think um, a lot of outlets were speculating that it was that it was supposed to be the HD remaster mm-hmm. for like uh, current consoles um, or, or for like PS5 and, and Xbox Series X, the upgraded version of Witcher 3 that uh, they might have announced. Um, the hackers also have copies of all of the company's information or had, I know that it was going up for auction. I don't remember if it's sold or not, uh, but they were going to start basically auctioning off all this information related to the company's accounts and the source codes and all this other stuff. Uh, CDPR, so the ransom note that we were just talking about, uh, gave CD Projekt Red 48 hours to contact the hackers or the source codes would be sold, like I just said, at the at those auctions uh, in the dark web. Uh, and the company's documents would be, would be given to gaming journalists um, inside the industry. Uh, CDPR went on to state that they would not be negotiating, uh, fo- knowing full well that this would lead to their information being distributed. Yep. Uh, and again, I know that it did go up for auction, but I can't remember how much it sold for. Yep. Um, well, I mean, sucks for them. I feel bad yeah. for them. Um, well, you know, yeah, no, one, no one deserves that. I mean, because even like employees are getting like their social security information sold and mm-hmm. stuff like that as well, which is like terrible for them. Like, they work yeah. there. What do they got? They're not, they're not people in charge. Like, people were upset about Cyberpunk, and then they're now attacking people mm-hmm. that really had no control over how that game ended up being, and that's stupid. Yeah. Um, I know this. They said this is going to delay any patches for a while. Mm-hmm. This is delaying patch one point two, I believe, on the, on the um, consoles. Right, I think it came out on PC. Yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, this this is this has had a larger effect than mm-hmm. just. And yeah, again, like you were saying, I think like yeah, I'm sure they. I'm sure in their heads, the um, the guys were just thinking like, oh well. We'll stick it to, you know, leadership or whatever, you know, because we're pissed off and we're angry about the release of this game that we were really looking forward to. But this has a wider effect than just, you know, fucking over the man TM, mm-hmm. you know. This is also having an effect on employees whose no, – this was none of their faults. And, you know, um, so, I don't know. It's it's pretty fucked up in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> hey, well, now Cyberpunk's $30 at that. Uh store so that's true it's half off now uh so yeah i'm actually considering buying it probably soon uh before it stops being on sale um all right gonna get cheaper from here drew i know that's true maybe how cheap do you think we could get cyberpunk 2077 ten dollars yeah ten dollars minute of the year fifteen dollars you get that you get that uh we we get to black friday it's gonna be like ten bucks That'd be amazing. Honestly. Less than less than a year from release, you get it for ten dollars. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um, all right. So the next thing we've got for you guys, uh, EA is on a sort of 
I guess, a lesser version of uh, of the Xbox studio buy-up because uh, they're opening new studios. They're buying up new studios. Uh, they just recently acquired a, a Glue Mobile, who, like their name suggests, they mostly are known for their mobile games on, like, iPhone and Android. Um, and they bought them for the low, low price of $2.1 billion, um, which makes this the biggest gaming acquisition in terms of just price point. Um, Glue Mobile has worked on stuff like the Kim Kardashian uh, Hollywood game. Classic. Uh, classic, absolute legend. Um, and then recently, uh, and I actually played this for, for a little bit, they released uh, Disney Sorcerer's Arena, which is kind of like one of those battle arena type, almost like Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, basically, but for just the wider Disney pantheon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is, it's, it's yeah, it's all right. So, <laughs> But obviously they're making money because otherwise EA would not choose to invest in them, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. So the next thing, uh, Ubisoft is apparently looking to be less reliant on AAA games this is so uh, dumb. than they have in the past. Uh, they're looking to move more towards uh, the mobile, uh, like sort of like freemium games and also more live service games. Uh, so in the earnings call that the company had earlier this month, they stated that they have plans for three AAA game releases for fiscal year 2022, but doesn't want them to be the focus. Um, This is going to be Far Cry 6, and then um, I think Skull and Bones, and then uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, I think are the three they're referring to. Mm -hmm. Um, The three AAA games, sorry. so yeah, and like I said, they're planning to bring more freemium games to the forefront, and then they're going to grow support for games like Rainbow Six Siege, which they've, which they've had um, going... I don't even know how long Rainbow Six Siege has been out now for. It feels like 10 years. It's got to oh. be close to 4. Um, 4 or but, 5, I would say. But it's definitely seen a resurgence enough for them to invest uh, more heavily in it, and it's become a yeah. big, big moneymaker for them. So I think this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and I hate it. well for a while i feel like ubisoft has been they've been very reliant on a few franchises right obviously they've got yeah they've got tom uh, tom clancy series basically they've got assassin's creed and they've got far cry those are like they don't have tom clancy yeah rainbow six and the division yeah that's all that's all tom clancy games Okay. Or, or they're based on Tom, the works of Tom Clancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. So, I, I I should specify works inspired by the work of Tom Clancy. Um. But and that's been the, like their three big money makers right there in terms of AAA releases. Um. And so they haven't. Besides that, they haven't really been growing a whole lot of new IPs. I don't feel like, or they, or they do. But I also feel like they don't invest enough in them to actually make them worth, you know, expanding yeah. upon. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. But but also now uh, Ubisoft Massive is going to be working on that Star Wars um, game, you know. And uh, I mean, that's going to be have to be like AAA, right? I don't think unless that's going to be live. Unless it's, it's freemium. Well, it could be freemium, but I, I think it, it's going to be like a, an RPG, I'm pretty sure, right? So yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more leaning towards that AAA quality, I would hope, 
at least, you know. Um, One can dream, man. One so, dream. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, all right, so uh, next thing we got. Microsoft is creating a new subsidiary called The Vault as part of its merger plans with, or just simply Vault, uh, no The, <laughs> uh, as part of its merger plans with ZeniMax Media. Uh, obviously, this makes people think of vault Tech. You know, yeah. from the Fallout universe. Uh, Which is there. interesting. It's like, what would you consider Bethesda's biggest game to be? Fallout or, or Elder Scrolls? I would, I would, well, if we're talking about series, I think, well, either way, either either question, whether it's just a series or a singular game, I think it both it goes to both Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Uh, because Skyrim was just huge for them in yeah. terms of like money you know however you feel about the game that they call like, it vault and not something that's more you know elder scrolls related well i think i think the actual reason it's called vault is uh because it's supposed to essentially serve as an umbrella for everything that uh you know zenimax everything from them like bethesda arcane id all of those studios is supposed to be an umbrella for them to kind of fall under yeah. Uh, but also kind of gives them a little bit more of their own operational control, I think is the is the uh, purpose of this. Um, and uh, so that so that there's not as much um, micromanagement, I'm assuming. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a different move from Microsoft because Microsoft is like usually they just put them under Xbox Game Studios, right? All yeah. of their most recent acquisitions have well, just all gone to Xbox the, Game Studios. The reason they had, they, had, they had to do this because of the the European Union. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's, they had to. It wasn't like you know. Yeah, I think it was one of those situations where it was kind of like how the uh the Disney Fox merger kind of yeah. sat in limbo at the FCC for so long. Uh, you know, uh or the FEC, sorry. Um Wait, did I get that wrong? I don't know. Federal FC Exchange Federal Exchange Commission, right? Yeah. <laughs> Shoot, man. Uh <laughs> You, Man, you I am just me. showing. I am just absolutely showing my my big dumb energy over here, like all yeah. over the episode. Yeah, um, and we're supposed to have a uh, um, like an, a Bethesda event later this month, just kind of talk about the acquisition, what it details. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll learn more about like Vault and yeah, um, we're not supposed to learn any big like news games. So like we probably won't see anything for like Starfield or I really Scrolls Six. Be something off, like if not okay, not for not for. I don't think they would show it off necessarily for us, but I think they're going to show it off for, like, they need to show it off for, like, investors, right? Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't think it's an investor. Is it an investor event? It might be. It's, well, that's what it's kind of... Yeah. That's I what think... it kind of seems like, is it seems like more of, like, a board of directors slash quarterly... It kind yeah. of seems like one of those meetings, right? It's yeah, like they're it's, they're it's just... It's not going to be, it's not going to be, like, the Nintendo Direct or the Sony Theta Play yeah. we just had. Exactly. It's, it's something different. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, but I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm still curious to. I'll probably watch it. So. See, yeah, see where this is going. You know how they're gonna be handling yeah. it. Uh, My guess maybe... is they'll they'll probably clarify more so like what what they're gonna do with the games. Are they gonna be on the Xbox only? Or are they gonna also put them on PlayStation? That's what I was just thinking. I think I think this is probably they're gonna probably talk about some of those exclusivity concerns that people have. Um, so yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, very interesting, uh, in terms of like game development and like the future of, uh, you know, 
character model is if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, so Epic Games has a new character creator tool um, that is supposedly able to, and I've, and I've seen some of the renders and stuff like that, and they look really good. Um, they're supposed to be allowing you to design more realistic-looking human characters for your games. Uh, it's called the MetaHuman Creator. It, <laughs> and it's a browser-based app that uh -huh. you can use, like I said, to make uh, photorealistic human models uh, with different features, hairstyles, body types. You know, they've got all these kind of customization options. Um, the models can also be animated or motion-captured. Uh, mm -hmm. And they even work with other programs. Um, so, like, you can take your render and move it over to this other application if you want to uh, do that. Um, Epic has said that the intention behind the creation of this new tool is to give developers access to a faster, better character creator, which I'm all for. You know, if it makes if it makes uh, people look more like people in video games, like, I mean, I, I think every year we move more towards and every console yeah. generation. We move more towards that anyway, and you know, so this is yeah. good. This is Madden, awesome. Madden needs it, <laughs> right? Yeah, like <laughs> at least for the crowds, like yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm still excited for uh, the baseball game to come out. I looked oh, at some footage. Like, yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So uh, now we have the big stuff that came out within the last yeah. like week. Or so. The big boys. I think literally like all this was last week. This was yeah, this was all last week. It was a big week for like presentations and reveals. Uh so not necessarily the and first one. Disappointment. And disappointment, yes. Lots uh, of disappointment. Lots of disappointment. Um not necessarily the first one of the week, but the first one that we're gonna talk about is the uh Pokemon twenty fifth anniversary um there was presentation that they did disappointment i okay so there's a lot of there's a lot of discussion about this in our friends group and also just on the internet at large i actually don't feel like this was that bad of a presentation uh i thought it was pretty good for what it was and honestly i think it made another presentation during the week look kind of bad in uh, you know in hindsight so i don't uh, know i kind of <laughs> i kind of feel like all of three of them were kind of equally bad <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of like division amongst i think all like you said all three of these um presentations so uh so the pokemon 25th anniversary you know it kind of started out with a little bit of nostalgia showing the track of the of the uh you know franchise over the years yeah and they had like hashtag like anime five times. Yeah. I remember that. That was kind of dumb. And this was like five <laughs> minutes of like a twenty minute presentation. Was that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie, seeing all the old stuff, but like you know, yeah. Uh, and then they went into kind of like a little. They showed off a little bit more about new Pokemon Snap, which is coming in March. Excited or, for or, that. Yeah, excited. Yeah, I love it, Pokemon Snap. Yeah, exactly. Like it. It looks. It looks good. Um, you know. But then they had the big, the big reveals were the two, well, I guess I should technically say three uh, games that are going to be coming out uh, this year and then also next year. Um, so the first two are the now confirmed Gen 4 remakes of Diamond and Pearl that people have been desperately waiting for, uh, or anticipating, I should say, rather, and maybe not waiting for, depending on how you feel about Gen 4. But this was kind of a given after they remade Gens 1 through 3 uh, to match the current generation. 
Yeah, uh, but remakes people been... people weren't happy with the redesign. Yeah, so the that's the so the big thing with the remakes is the art style has been getting a lot of flack from people saying it looks too uh, it looks too simple, looks too kitty. It's it's yeah, it's not. Um, and to their credit, and because we were talking about this, uh, to their credit, uh, the people, the naysayers, I will say that it is kind of weird that uh, because all of the previous remakes have been uh, done in the style of the generation that it takes that it was made in. So, like, for example, the uh, Kanto remakes were done in the Gen 3 style. The Johto were done in the Gen 4 style, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, and it is kind of weird to see this not be in the Sword and Shield style since that's mm -hmm. when it's going to be released during, you know, yeah. during Gen 8. Uh, however, I personally feel that uh, the art style kind of combines both the sort of traditional, like, 2D... Um, top-down like style that the old old guard might be used to with sort of more of a colorful uh, like I, I hesitate to use the word pretty because pretty is so mm -hmm. you know it's just kind of fluff but uh, I, I, I do I don't think it's that, like that much of a stretch that you know the newer games kind of have more of a uh, more of a shine to them I guess more of a luster more of like uh, more of those like cell shading, I guess, kind of techniques, you know. So it kind of combines. I, I feel like the best of those, you know, styles, and and I actually kind of like it. Um, but anyway, these these remakes are gonna come be coming to the Switch in the fall of 2021. Uh, this is probably gonna be their big November release for the year. Um, just because, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Pokemon always brings in the money, so you know, release it during November, you know, before Christmas, and yeah. Um. Uh I have no sword in this fight. I just think they look bad. Yeah. Um, well, that's fine. You can sit over there in the peanut gallery and judge it. And <laughs> I won't listen to you because your opinion holds no weight. I uh, <laughs> since I was a kid. And I've had no interest in going back. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. The games have gotten, I feel like, worse over time. Yeah. Um, but... On that note, on, on the modernity of Pokemon games, they also revealed their next big project, which is a departure from the traditional, you know, this version and this version of the games. That's his, has, has been historically what we're used to. Uh, this next title is going to be referred to as Pokemon Legends Arceus. And it's going to take place in the Sinnoh region many, many years in the past and kind of show an older, more wild version of the region uh, a lot of people are kind of comparing to this to something like Breath of the Wild, you know, essentially, yeah. but for Pokemon. I was a little confused because, like, it kind of had the feel of, like, an ancient time. Yeah. But they still had Pokeballs. Well, the Pokeballs are, like, they're a little bit more, they're, like, different. I, I think it, I mean, and if you go back in the in the Pokemon lore, like, people were using, like, like, because in the Johto games, uh, it's it's mentioned that people were using, like, apricots, to uh or apricorns to catch uh pokemon like they would turn apricorns into pokeballs and you can do that in that game so how how I, how I, dude i don't know man just <laughs> it's just how it's how it's uh it's in the lore man you gotta go deep in there i will not <laughs> <laughs> but uh this is gonna come out in the first part of 2022 and I actually really like, I think this looks really, really interesting. Um, I, this was definitely, like, bigger, like, I think 
more people agree that this is this will definitely definitely looks good, definitely looks better than the Gen Four remakes. Um, so, uh, but yeah, we'll just have to see. We don't really know much more apart from the brief stuff yeah. they showed off. You're gonna be you're not gonna like have traditional battles where you do the you walk up to a Pokemon, you do the do 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 you know thing, and you yep. cut to a different screen. You're just gonna do it all right there. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting. All right, Drew. Mm-hmm. What would you give this direct out of ten? The Nintendo Direct, uh, uh, the Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon. Uh, I'd probably give it like a. I give it like a seven. Yeah. Seven out of ten. I give it like a seven out of ten. It was. It was a good. It was a good presentation. Yeah. I feel like. I didn't for, watch watch all of it. I just kind of skimmed through it because it happened during school. And like, I, I really don't care that much because I'm not yeah. hidden Pokemon. I did watch the Post Malone concert. I'll probably give that a two out of ten because it was super weird. Oh, was it? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's like fifteen uh, minutes. It's like four songs. It's part. Part of it is pre-recorded, uh-huh. like from an album, and then part of it is like bits and pieces from other concerts, and then he's like a CGI Post Malone. Oh, that's so singing, weird. Singing to Pokemon. Okay. Oh man. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, for it was only like twenty minutes, so like, I mean, you can't really like fault it too much, you know. Um, but anyway, that brings us to the next big presentation. Uh, the Nintendo Direct for February. It's been a long time since we've had a Nintendo Direct. A full, um, a full one. They've had like small ones. Yeah, they've like, had like the first like this is their first like we're gonna have a full yeah. fifty to an hour long. This was like fifty four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Of stuff. Um. So yeah, this was a long time coming. I feel like, and they, I mean, depending on how you who you ask, depending on what games you're into, uh, you may have been. You Again, may have loved this director. You may have hated it. You know, a lot of disappointment. <laughs> I, I actually, I again, I thought this was a pretty good direct. I think there was a lot of a lot of interesting games, a lot of stuff that should come to Switch. Uh-huh. You know, that's coming to Switch. Um, and uh, I think, with few exceptions, I think these were all games that are releasing in 2020. Correct. I'm pretty sure all the games they showed 20, off are true. True. Or 2021. I'm sorry. <laughs> It still haunts my dreams. Yeah. Uh, yes, I believe all the games that they showed off in this direct are releasing in 2021. I think um, I think it was most of them, but some of them are 2022. Okay. Um, uh, like like that Project Triangle, whatever oh, game. Yeah, that, yeah. that game's not even done. This is like here's like a alpha, and you can play it and then give us yeah, feedback. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. You did you watch uh, Video Game Donkey's video on the direct? I uh yeah yeah I did yeah, yeah I think. I felt exactly how he felt. <laughs> he was like, oh, here's something big's going to happen. Breath of oh, the Wild 2, oh, here we Mario, go. Mario Odyssey 2, here we go. Oh, okay, got that. Uh, um, I felt exactly like it. <laughs> um, so they showed off uh, the next Super Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC fire at the beginning of the hour. Uh, Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Another sword fighter. Yeah, it's another sword fighter, but... I know people really like there's there there's a diehard Xenoblade Chronicles two fan base and I think that they were either hoping either Rex or Pyra would come to Smash so I mean this one's not too much of a I'm still waiting for, to add, I don't think. for Kratos to show up and yeah he's like I was invited to Smash and he's gonna rip off the Mario's head yeah 
Well, that's the thing is it's just harder to get third-party characters just because you just have to jump through so many more hoops. This is just easier. That's, I mean, that's how I've made my peace with it is it's just easier for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still hoping for a couple another of more big ones before this. I think there's two left in this Diesel, DLC Fighter Pass. Yeah, it's going to be Master Chief and uh, Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm, I'm, still, hoping, I'm still holding out for Crash. Um, but yeah, so most of the middle part of the program was a, a bunch of games that are like coming to Switch that have already been on other platforms like the Outer Wilds or Fall yep. Guys yep. or, um, you know, new uh, first party games like Mario Golf Super Rush and No More Heroes 3. There was also another game called what, Neon I, White. I thought Monster Hunter Rise was a new Monster Hunter game. Uh... Well, it's not, but it's not first party for Nintendo, though. Yeah, but it's exclusively Nintendo Switch. Oh, is it exclusively? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Monster Hunter Rise exclusively Nintendo Switch. So that's cool. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued by this game Neon White because, and not because of how the game actually looks, but I'm pretty sure the trailer during the during the direct was narrated by Steve Bloom, and if he's involved with, and I couldn't find it on his IMDb, but if he's involved with the game, I'm a hundred percent buying it. Which game was uh, this? Cowboy Bebop, Spike no, Eagle. No, which game was this? Oh, Neon White. It was the one uh, with the demons in heaven. Uh, uh, oh, oh. It was like from the first person perspective. You're yeah, going around like, like shooting. You're going to heaven. To, you're a bounty hunter in heaven, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and I was like, I was like, damn, that definitely sounds like Steve Bloom. Uh, and then there was like the Famicom Detective Club games, which I'm not gonna lie, I kind of want to play. Those seem uh-huh. like really. This actually kind of seem a little fun. Um. But then towards the end, there was yeah. another big reveal. I thought this uh, was, I thought they did people a little dirty on this one. There they was the, the big they reveal. Had, they had of, the director for Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, they had uh, Eiji Anuma come out and be like, "Hey, we don't have Breath of the Wild two news yet. Hey, it's me, <laughs> the director of Breath of the Wild two. You want some news? Well, that's too bad. Well, that's too bad." Uh, yeah, so they, they, they apologize for not having any Breath of the Wild 2 news right now. They promise that it's going to come later in the year. Uh, obviously, some. yeah, this, this is the 35th anniversary of the Legend of Zelda series this year, so we're probably going to be getting a lot of Legend of Zelda yeah. stuff over the course of the year. I think it's a little weird because I felt like Mario's 35th anniversary was way more... Pretty mild. Oh, I thought it was like way more stuff. Oh, really? Well, yeah. again... It, it announced, like, a bunch of stuff up front, like, oh, we're getting, you know, Mario this 35. You get the the Mario 3-pack. You get uh, the Mario Kart racing with the... You drive the RC around. Mm-hmm. Well, the rumor is that they're still... That we're still getting a Wind Waker HD and a Twilight Princess HD coming to Switch, which, honestly, would be the easiest thing ever because... Yeah. You know, they already ported um, all the Wii U games that, you know, the best of the Wii U to the Switch, so why not do it for those two games, you know? Um, but I don't know why. I don't know for what purpose they would be holding those in reserve. I But either way, the only Legend of Zelda thing that we got for this Direct was the announcement of the HD remaster of Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. which has not been done yet. Maybe that's why, maybe because this is more of a... Maybe this is more important because it hasn't been done yet. Yeah. But have you, have you played Skyward Sword? I have not played Skyward Sword. I have only ju- I've just seen it. I I don't know. I 
Well, and after hearing about it when it came out, I was just like, yeah, I don't think this this Zelda is for me necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? If it's gonna come to Switch, uh, I'll probably play. I'll probably play it. You know, I'll probably buy it. Yeah. Um, they also so they, announced the cool like Zelda. Joy-Cons. Oh, the Zelda control Joy Cons. Yeah. yeah, I I think my Joy Cons are starting to drift now, so I think I'm gonna need to get some new Joy Cons. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll splurge a little. Uh, yeah, right. Um, okay. So, so what would you give this direct? You said a seven. Uh, I'd probably give this one. I mean, there was a lot of stuff. They showed off a lot more than the Pokemon one. I'd probably give this one a bump up. I'd probably give this like an eight. An eight, damn. Yeah, an eight out of ten. Um, uh, by the way, Skyward Sword HD Remaster is coming out on July sixteenth. So, um, that's pretty close to somebody's birthday. Yeah, my wife's birthday. I don't. Oh, you fucker. <laughs> uh, um, all right, so the next uh, the next and the last presentation from last week was the Sony Return of Sony Say to Play. Yep. Um, and I thought this one was bad. Like, <laughs> so you say this one was by far the worst of the three? I would say out of all of them, this was definitely by far the worst. Like, factoring in the mm-hmm. length of the presentation. And yeah, I think it was the longest, actual- wasn't it? It was, it was like uh, 40, almost forty-five minutes. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't longer than the Nintendo Direct, uh-huh. but I feel like the Nintendo Direct had a lot more stuff to show off. Yeah, this and, had ten, ten games. Yeah, and like this one only had like what six, maybe I don't know. No, like, they had they had ten. Oh, Sony did. Okay, yeah. well, Nintendo Direct definitely had, had more than that, though. Yeah, ten. This had a lot more. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, what I, I don't, I don't even remember what they start. I think they started off Crash Four. Yeah, like the PS5 update, which is yeah, okay. Yeah, and then it was like we got we got like Oddworld, Soulstorm, Five Nights at Freddy's, again like okay. (laughs) I I think the most I I think the coolest thing that we learned during that entire middle portion of the presentation was the release date for Kena and the Bridge of Spirits, which I I actually want to play. That looks pretty interesting. Um, uh, and it's coming out. We didn't get. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's coming out August twenty fourth. Yeah, Kena okay. And the Bridge of Spirits. All right, so we didn't get God of we War. We didn't get God of War, which has it make you feel? Are you nervous about it coming out in twenty twenty one now? Honestly, I'm pretty well, and also the fact that uh, apparently Corey Barlog is not the creative director for the sequel. Oh no. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with that one, but yeah, so, like, I don't think they're going to announce the game in like July for it to come out like six months. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, 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 they announced it la- last year, right? Uh, yeah, it was last year during the second PS5 showcase. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think it's going to be like a year later, and then like here's, you know, here's your gameplay footage, and the game comes out, right? I think it's yeah. probably. I still think 2022 is my guess. Okay, I'm. Man, I really hope it comes. If it comes out in 21, 2021, I'm getting a PS5. If it comes out in 2022, I'm getting a PS5 in 2022. That's all that. That's all there is to it. Uh-huh. Um, It'll probably it, come out on PS4, though, because they said it's going to be cross-gen for a couple years. They said 4 yeah. or 5. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we did, yeah, we didn't get that. We didn't get Resident Evil 8, obviously, because they already yeah. had their... Um, uh, presentation earlier in the year. Yeah. We didn't get uh, any like Last of Us multiplayer that's rumored. Nope, we didn't get. Uh, we didn't get a lot of stuff. Uh, no Final Fantasy 16, but what we did get was some Final Fantasy 7 stuff. 
at yep. the end. Uh, this was, I guess, what I, I mean, this is, this is all that anybody's going to carry, carry over from this state of play, honestly. Yeah. But you know, what's so weird. I watched, I, I skimmed through the state of play and I watched the Final Fantasy section and they're like, here's the HD remaster or whatever, the re- PS5 remaster. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, it had the PS4 version and it had like slid over and I was like, it looks it was exact- a slight difference. <laughs> it, like, it looks <laughs> the exact same. There was no difference. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you, you mean you can't really show the frame rate, but it's like, look at the qualities improved. And I was like, it, yeah. looks, it doesn't look any better. Graphically, it doesn't look that different, but I'm sure performance wise, it definitely handles a lot better, probably do, just due to the PS5. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it, it is like the free game for the month of March. Yep. But you can't carry it over. Yeah. PS5 if Which you get is, it as a PS Plus game. Yeah, people thought that they were going to announce that it was a free game of... That is bullshit. The, <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and of course they don't announce it at the event because if they announced it at the event and then had the little little asterisk, yeah. I was like, you can't upgrade for free. Now, that is that is absolute dog shit. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake coming to the PS5. If you already own the game on the PS4, unless you get the PS Plus free version game for March, you'll be able to upgrade to the PS5 version for free. Uh, again, that's that's terrible. But uh, anyway, um, so in addition to that, though, a new piece of com- DLC is coming to the PS5 version exclusively that finally uh, features the return of Yuffie yep. in, this con- in this continuity. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be all <laughs> Yuffie-centric. Um, and... And yeah, I think I think people people are excited for that. Uh, people who love Final Fantasy VII are are excited to, uh, well, just for any new content, any new remake content. Yeah. Um, but uh, they also talked about two other Final Fantasy VII inspired games. Uh, these are both mobile games, though, uh, that are going to be coming. Uh, one is a battle royale, which I've never played a battle royale on the mobile, so I don't know how that works. But I know Fortnite's on mobile, so I guess. There's a way you can do it. Fortnite. Just, uh, but yeah, it's set 30 years before the events of Final Fantasy VII, and it's called The First Soldier. Um, and then the other one is a chapter-structured real-time action game covering the events of the larger Final Fantasy VII like, chronology. So mm-hmm. this is going to cover stuff like Crisis Core, which is the prequel to Final Fantasy VII, and then uh, obviously VII, uh, Advent Children, Georgia Cerberus. Uh, I think there's one other thing in there, maybe. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's gonna uh, that looks kind of interesting. Uh, it it kind of features sort of similar gameplay to like the Final Fantasy VII remake, uh, but it's just on a smaller scale. Um, so yeah, a lot of lot uh, some cool stuff for Final Fantasy VII fans. Um, and then the last thing to cap off this uh, final news dump for the month of February. Um, Anthem has finally died. EA has finally done it. They pulled him off the struggle bus. Like, Anthem just did not cut it. And, you know, they pulled Bioware to cease all development on any new updates for the game. There's not going to be any Anthem next. There's not going to be any Anthem next next. There's not going to be any Anthem spin-off TV show or movies, Anthem is dead. <laughs> what, a, what a wet fart of a game. I know. Like, 
God, it has it. It literally it came out like I I, mean, I remember seeing the trailers for it uh, at E threes and stuff like that beforehand, and I was like, man, this game looks really cool. The whole thing about like the the whole javelin like flight through the world, I thought that was gonna be great and cool. And then like I just didn't buy it at the time because you know money issues and you know I I already had enough games to play as it is. And then it came out, and everybody was like, man, this game is dog shit. And I was like, well, I'm glad I didn't buy it then. Uh, um, it did not get any better. Yeah, it didn't get any better. Um, and Bioware just keeps taking hits. I'm sure I'm sure that there are people out there who actually enjoy this game. I mean, yeah. like 14 people. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, for those 14 people, they're going to keep the servers running uh, until such time as, I guess, EA decides to pull the plug completely, you know, and just... Yeah just decide not to be wasting any more money on servers um yeah. needs well, a win they need a win yeah <laughs> they've, so, they've just been on a bad roll so reportedly this decision was reached in the light of the difficulties during covid uh you know having to development develop during this time um as well as wanting to focus more heavily on the future dragon age and mass effect titles um we've already kind of seen the impact of anthem's death on dragon age 4 because ea announced that there were not going to be any like multiplayer component to uh dragon age 4 uh it's just it's going to be straight up single player so which you know most people are like that's a good sign you know that's like that's a good sign that it's going to be focusing more on the story more on the characters stuff that people actually care about from bioware's games you know um instead of trying to turn everything into like a the next huge live service you know um title uh so i mean <laughs> yeah uh like what's the saying you gotta you gotta to make an omelet you gotta break a few eggs you know unfortunately for anthem they're the egg and you know hopefully dragon age 4 and the future uh mass effect game will be the omelet so one can hope but one can hope not looking good well yeah we'll see i really yeah like you said man they need a win and i really hope they get it because you know i remember bioware from you know i remember like dragon age origins bioware and kotor bioware and mass effect one two bioware yeah like uh, they need yeah they i hope they get back to that someday uh but anyway that's the news dump for the rest of february 2021 uh honestly i, I mean yeah it it's been weird because like we started doing these news segments. I remember speaking to you about it mm -hmm. and uh, like, it, it feels like right as we started doing those, these news segments, like it just got busy, you know, like, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's normally like this a lot with, uh, no, but I, uh, I, I do think because of 2020 that yeah. a lot of games that were supposed to be announced last year or things that were supposed to be announced last year, got pushed back so i think that 2021 is going to be super packed with yeah. just news and announcements mm -hmm. like that and also uh oh another thing uh we didn't talk about but uh it's gonna be it's gonna be huge for us uh when we get to that point is they're not gonna be doing a, a physical version of e3 this year but they are gonna be doing like a uh like streaming a streaming presentation basically that's how they're gonna do all the shows for e3 this year so we're still going to have an E3, um, you know, which is going to be big. But, um, yeah, we'll just see what everybody has to present. I don't know. Is Bethesda going to present anything this year? Like, 
last year was awful for them, <laughs> you know, like, or not 2020, obviously, but like 2019 was awful for them. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sergio, where can, uh, where can people come check us out and listen to our obnoxious, annoying voices if they <sighs> enjoy masochism? I'm glad you asked. They can check us out on Facebook. They can check us out on Twitter at, at the Game Raiders Pod. Yeah. Um, we're also on YouTube. I've updated the YouTube. So now every it's, it should be up to date. The only one that's not up there is the Kingdom Hearts. I'm going to do some special okay. editing because yeah. that one we actually have video of. So I wanted to do some special editing with that. Okay. Um, so that will be up soon. And uh, we're on Spotify, and we are on Apple Podcasts. And I'm working on getting us on Stitcher. It's a diff- little different mm-hmm. process to get us on Stitcher than is these other twos, which are much easier. So, All right. Well, cool. Uh, yeah, and we've got a lot of more stuff coming for you guys. Like Sergio said, we've got the second part of the Kingdom Hearts 2 uh, coming up soon. We've got a couple more. That'll be next uh, week. Yeah, maybe next week. we got a couple more fun uh episodes planned out for you guys so yeah i got i got a good last of us one i'm working on yeah uh, and an xbox one i'm working on yeah so yeah definitely uh stay tuned uh stay hydrated stay uh stay golden you know all those all those fun things um and yeah uh catch us next time all right peace